0: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever 35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash Forever 35.
1: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves.
0: I am Dory Shafriar. Mm, I'm Kate Spencer. Mm. Mm. We're not experts. Mm. Yeah, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know why I'm mmming? Why? Because it's our 100th episode of this podcast. Ah! So I just felt like it needed some extra gentle mm. moans.
1: Yeah. Mm. You're right. Kate,
0: size. when you're right, you're right. Thank you, Dory. Mm. We did it. We did. A hundred of these. A
1: hundred episodes. What the heck? And we should clarify, this means hundred full-length episodes.
0: Oh, yeah. And then we're on like 86 mini episodes. <sighs> Who knew? Who knew when we decided to do this? I know. that but we, here we. But here we are. Here we are. You know what happened as we began the recording of our 100th episode? What's that? Sammy asked us for a product recommendation, so it's oh, like, they sure did. Yep. So we really the
1: day has finally come all happened when Sammy needs a prod, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what?
0: We were happy to. Oh, oblige. we we like got very <laughs>
1: heated and excited. But actually, I think we we both have the same uh, suggestion.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk more about. I'm, I'm imagining we'll talk more about that prod line. Later we, in this episode. We, we, will. we will. Yes. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dory's got some new faves. I do.
1: I do, everyone. Um, if
0: you're just joining us for the first time, a friendly reminder that the products we talk about here on Forever 35 are always on our website, which is forever35podcast.com. You wanted to say at Gmail, I did. didn't you? <laughs> I did. It was really weird. I could, I I could did. Like
1: hear it in your voice. It was in my brain. But you caught yourself. <sighs> nice
0: work. Oh, goodness gracious. So, you know, a hundred episodes. Yeah. What have we learned? We have learned that
1: Well, we've learned that we can stick to something.
0: We've learned we can make a podcast. We can make a podcast. We've learned we can talk about skincare extensively and still still kind of not know anything. <laughs> At least in my case. Well, we know something. We do know some things. Yeah. I actually feel very informed, way more informed than when we started this journey. I do, too. I do, too. Um, And, you know, I just feel like
1: I've become, I think I've become kind of a calmer person, believe it or not. You're like, I disagree. <laughs>
0: no, I, I see that. I actually, I do see that, actually.
1: I just feel a little bit more kind of... I don't want
0: to say like at ease. I was going to say like in your skin.
1: Yes. I feel a little more in your, in my skin. I'm not in your skin. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Although I do feel like you've rubbed off on me. Oh boy. In a positive way? Of
0: course,
1: Kate. <laughs> Come
0: on. I mean, if you ever don't know how to turn on a timer, then you've turned into me. I've, I've shown you how to turn on that timer. We have a timer that, uh, that we use to monitor the time. Mm-hmm. Of this it's a little podcast. kitchen timer. Yep. And uh, I've had to ask Dory how to operate it like no less than ten times. But you got it this today. I got, got it, it, and I fist pumped the air. You sure That's did. Who you're dealing with? What have you learned? Mm, I have. I think I've. This podcast has forced me to do work on myself that I was not expecting to do.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: It's been very interesting. It's a little bit like group therapy, where the mm-hmm. things that are kind of on my mind, I we bring to the table to yep. talk about. Yeah, yeah. So it has. Like, I certainly did not foresee myself, you know, working on my eating issues, mm-hmm. getting, you know, growing more in terms of self-acceptance. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I, you know, and you've rubbed off on me. I think I'm mm. a lot more, um, like, productive. Oh. I'm a little bit more consistent. I don't take things per- as personally as I once did.
1: Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you've become
0: more assertive. Oh. Well, thank you. Yeah. I you do, know, you know. So there we go. Yeah. So that's been exciting. I, f- I do feel a little bit more confident in my ability to do something new. Yeah, that's so great. So, like, start a timer. <laughs> that is new. It's new to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, she's still got it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've learned more about your sassy <laughs> sense of humor. <gasps> Uh so sorry, everyone, no, no. <laughs> but you know, like for i I do feel I also do feel recently I've gotten more like into productivity and organization. I mean, we've talked yeah. about it so much, and but understanding like, well, this is specifically how I need to tackle it because it's oh, I, yeah, that's important. I have really learned that it is not one size fits all when yes. it comes to that stuff,
1: yes, 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 yes,
0: um, which I can speak to a little bit, just transitioning and kind of checking in about our week mm-hmm. i hired a person a digital organizer I love that you did this I want to do it and so I want to hear everything about it I mean when I told Anthony that I was doing this he literally was like whoa what is happening
1: but your husband is a very organized person
0: yes like he's always at inbox zero he has a whole email system that works for him he is very he's very organized yeah he's on top of things I am just a butterfly flapping in the breeze see if I said that to my husband he would be like That's such a good idea. Right, he needs, but he could use that exactly. Um, i I had asked friends for if anyone had ever heard of an email organizer. Meaning, I wanted someone to come sit with me and organize the eight thousand emails that were sitting in my Gmail inbox and help me. This was really stressing you out. Well, I was missing things. Mm. This is part of the problem: is that I was Mm -hmm. I was missing and was not not getting emails or or I was what this... So, so I, I hired this organizer who actually does do this. This is a woman who organizes. I will link to her info if you're in Los Angeles. Um, she's fantastic. She, her name is Janice, organizes homes, but she also does like paper organization, helping people file and create filing systems. And she also does digital organization, like organizing your files on your computer, your PDFs, your photos. And she does email and calendar. Like she will help you do all that. Calendar... I'm on top of. I I use it. It's great. But my email was a mess. So, yes, I was missing important information. I was what she referred to as a scanner, who's someone who just, like, scans their inbox but doesn't respond. Mm -hmm. Like, And that's what I would do. I would scan emails, and and they would register in my brain, and then I would honestly forget so much information that I had just read. I would forget to respond to people. I would forget to pay things. Like, stuff was just getting lost. I feel like that
1: has been an issue for me just working with you up like on this stuff
0: yeah like i i miss emails yeah yeah totally so
1: i'm like really just selfishly i'm very glad to hear that
0: you're well, resolving this get ready until i get into our work inbox oh i can't wait no I, it's i stuff would i just wouldn't Like I wouldn't process the actual information. And then I just was left feeling very overwhelmed. Totally. And then a lot of like shame because I would miss stuff and feel mortified. So what was her solution? She sat in front of my computer and went through and labeled every email and then got rid of like junk and i had given her like keywords i was like anything that's like forever 35 dory sammy like i gave gave this woman names you know like i wanted to make sure i was like here's all and my mom's email address was this like i can't, i do not want to lose any emails from my mom um and she picked up right away like who was what it was actually really interesting like she picked up all my family members just by going through and it took about four hours and She filed everything and created a very simplified filing system that includes a to-do folder. And then she sat with me and was like, here's how I suggest to my clients that they tackle things. Like, you check your email, anything that you can respond to immediately, you do it. Or you can do immediately. Like, someone's like, what time should we meet for coffee on Tuesday? You respond immediately, Mm -hmm. which is something I never did. I would, Mm -hmm. like, let that email sit for nine days. Mm Ugh. So that has been really interesting working on that. I know I know that's how you operate mm-hmm. because you will like be quiet for a time. And then I know when you get on email because all of a sudden like a flurry of responses <laughs> yeah. come through. Yeah. Um, and you have said that to me. Like mm-hmm. this is how I do email. But I that never that was hard for me because my inbox was just a sea of stuff. I, I like felt very overwhelmed. So right now that's what I've been doing. And then anything that is a larger actionable item. Yeah. Like, for example, I have to get a background check for something I'm doing with my daughter's uh, uh, program she's in that I put in a to-do file and then I set aside time every day, or this is a suggestion to go through the to-do file in a dedicated manner so that you're not doing 50 things at once. And this has nicely aligned with my rising at 5am situation Mm -hmm. because I need to be fresh eyed to do this stuff. So I'm doing that early in the morning. Like today I got some to-dos done and it felt really great. So that's awesome. Again, this is we're four days in, five days in. Okay, here. but being at inbox zero is amazing. I
1: can't even like imagine that.
0: Anyway, Dory. Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, Kate, The Crown is back. Should I care? I've never. Wa- I've tried to watch it. And oh. I can't get into it. It's like Mad Men for me. You're so excited. I know. I wrote on our little sheet here, The Crown is back. So please hold all my calls. <laughs> I love the Crown. What what like generation are they in now? Like they're, they're in nineteen sixty four. Ooh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So Charles is like a a dashing twenty teenish type guy. He's in his he, teens. He, I think
1: he's yes, he's he's a, a young teen, but he. I've, I only watched episode one last night, and he was not in episode one. Okay. But Olivia Coleman is the queen,
0: and she's fantastic. And
1: she's fantastic. She's just fantastic in everything she has ever been in. She
0: is so true.
1: She is so good. Helena Bonham Carter is uh, Princess Margaret. Oh, that works for me. It's like, it's it's great. Um, I just love that show so much. I'm so happy for you. Uh, thank you, Kate. It feels good to have a show. Also, it your does. intention has been to watch more TV. So It has been. Um, and my husband went out last night with a friend and I stayed home and watched The Crown.
0: The best feeling in the world.
1: The best feeling in the world. I got some takeout. Oh, yeah. Was great. You. I know. Look at me. Um, also, this was like a very small thing that happened to me this week, but I wanted to bring it up. Oh, boy. Um, kind of because I do think that this is a thing that the podcast has sort of helped me with which is I'll, I'll set the scene. Okay. This
0: um, my so I, I was,
1: I was messaging with a woman I went to high school with who we were friendly. I wouldn't say we were friends, but we were friendly. We weren't, we weren't in the same class. Um, but we were on like a sports team together and had a lot of mutual friends. Um, and, we've kind of reconnected sort of over the internet and podcasts and et cetera. So anyway, we were messaging and she said that she's bummed that she can't make it to her reunion this fall. Um, we weren't, again, we weren't in the same class. So her reunion is this fall um, and she isn't able to make it. And I said, I just said, oh, I'm sorry that, you, you know, you're not able to go. And she said, thank you. And that I was the only person who had said that to her. And I was like, what? I I was genuinely confused. And I said, what have people, like, how have people been reacting? What, what, like, what have people said? And she said, everyone else either didn't understand why I wanted to go, or they just said, well, you should go. And I told her that I appreciated her saying that because I really have been working on just listening to people and like acknowledging their feelings and not trying to solve their
0: problems. Wow. What an exchange. Mm -hmm. Was it a conscious choice that you made to respond in that way when you were having the initial conversation? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you, this was something that you were working on in such a deep way. Yeah. It's something I've
1: really been trying to work on.
0: What what inspired you?
1: Well, there have been a couple of things. Okay. One is my husband mm-hmm, mm-hmm. once was like, sometimes I just need you to be like, wow, that really sucks. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. I do try to just be like, well, what if you did this? How come you didn't try that? Bah, 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 bah. What a
0: questioner you are.
1: Exactly. And he was like, I, you know, he was basically like, if I want your advice, I'll ask for it. He mm-hmm. didn't say it in quite those words, but he was like, sometimes I just need you to be like, wow, that's, that must be really hard. Like that, that really sucks. And I was like, yeah, I do sometimes just need to say that. And then also, so I've talked about this more on the other podcast that I do with Matt, but with Henry, we're doing this parenting philosophy called Rye that is like, You know, it's, it's its own thing. But one of their, one of their big things is that you, like acknowledging children's feelings. Validating. Validating their, validating their feelings um, and not shutting them down and not trying to fix everything and just saying like, you know, I hear you. Wow. That, that must be, that sounds really hard, you know, whatever for as an example of how you would respond to something. And those two things I think sort of clicked for me, they coalesced and I was like, yeah, I am I am a fixer. I'm a person who wants to fix things and help people. And I think it comes from a good place, but it's it can be annoying. Well, it's so it's not I've, always what everybody
0: needs and not always what
1: everybody needs. So I've now started now when someone you know, is sort of unloading on me, I will acknowledge them and say like, you know, that sounds horrible or, you know, that sounds really hard or whatever. And then if they kind of keep going, I'll say, I can't tell if you want my advice. What a smart choice.
0: And then they can either say, and then they
1: can say, you know what? I like, I'm actually just venting or they'll say, no, I, I do. You know, because sometimes people do want your advice and they're just not really asking. Right. So I'll say like, I, you know, I can't tell if you want my advice. I'm happy to offer you advice, but I I can't tell if, if that's what you're really asking. Um, And yeah, and that has been good for me. Because I feel like I'm not sort of like waiting in where I'm not wanted, it sounds like you've set up a boundary in a way with
0: myself, yes, but also <laughs> yeah. you're you're establishing kind of steps in the yes. conversation as opposed to just going right to the place of offering advice totally. ooh, wow. but
1: it's something I've had to really be mindful of because it's not my natural instinct, you know,
0: yeah. Does it feel good? Though? It does feel good. I mean, you and sound proud of yourself, which I think is thank you, like Kate. that is an important way to feel like when you're yes. working at something.
1: I think it has, oh, you know, sorry, there was a third thing that kind of led to this realization, which was when I was going through infertility and people would offer me advice mm. when I just didn't really want it. And I was like, no, actually I'm just venting right yeah. now. You don't need to tell me about the thing that worked for your sister or or you or a person you know yeah. or how I should feel, telling people how they should feel. Um and so that kind of being on the other side of it also made me be like, oh that's that's not always so great. You know?
0: Yeah, I do know.
1: Switching gears entirely, although maybe not entirely. This is also a, a matter of personal growth. And mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about some prods that I've been using.
0: Uh, you have just reemerged <laughs> back into prods, reemerged back into prods. <laughs> uh, um, it's back in the saddle. It was
1: not conscious, but um, recently, a few brands that we both like and had mentioned reached out and asked if we wanted to try some of their prods. Thank you, brands. Thank you, brands. And we said we would love to. And so a a few of the things that I'm mentioning now, I will will mention if they were gifted, Um, but um, I started using some of them and some of
0: them I really, really liked.
1: And I think they're going to make it into the the
0: rotation. All right. I'm excited to hear this because I have a few of these that I'm enjoying. Okay.
1: So the first one I want to bring up is the Paula's Choice Peptide Booster. Now- I feel like people have been asking us to try Paula's Choice since the 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 dawn of this podcast. And we failed and failed. We failed and failed. And finally, Paula's Choice was like, hey.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Paula's Choice, for hearing us and stepping in to help.
1: Um, And they sent us a nice assortment of their prods. And... One of them that, and I, and I have, I've liked all of them, but one that has really kind of, kind of stuck out for me, risen above the crowd is their peptide booster. I layer it on top of my serum. It's like a light
0: gel consistency. You layer it. See, I've been mixing it into my moisturizer. This is interesting. Well, it says you can do either one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Look
1: at this. Um, and it has eight highly targeted peptides. Don't. Totally know what that means, but it's supposed to kind of firm and plump. (laughs) It wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't totally know. Right, exactly. Um, and I do, I do feel like it's, it's doing something. Like I feel like I wake up and my skin feels smooth. Thank you. I have been using at night. Uh, The Biosance Squalene and Omega Repair Cream, which was also sent to us by Biosance. Thank you. Thank you, Biosance. I really like this Mm -hmm. night cream. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It has squalene, which we love. It has hyaluronic acid, which again, we love. It also has omega fatty acids, which... I love, I apparently. Um, <laughs> and what I really like about it is it's super rich, but it's not greasy. Their their lotions I find
0: are just so like smooth, so and nice. And i
1: I have been using their squaline and probiotic gel moisturizer that I bought. Me too. I like that um, in the morning. That's my day. That's what I use as the day cream. But this as a night cream, I just really, really, really like. Uh, I feel like I can just like slather it on and my skin just drinks it up.
0: Slurp, slurp, Dory. Slurp, slurp.
1: Okay. Next prod. The Tarte Marijuca CI treatment. Again, sent to us by Tarte. Thank you, Tarte.
0: Thank you for hearing us in a panic about how we've never tried your Tarte knockout. Yes, because now we have it to try. We will report back.
1: Yes, but I have actually really been enjoying this eye cream, and you know, I still kind of think eye creams are a sham, but I do really like this one. So maybe you're coming around. And maybe I am. Again, it's, it is also rich without being greasy, which I feel like is like a
0: holy grail for me. That could be the title of this pot, of this episode: rich, without <laughs> rich without being greasy. That's how like rich but not greasy. Yeah, that's how I also like my rich people. Totally. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to cut that out.
1: Um, And, you know, maybe it's psychosomatic, but I do feel like it's kind of just sort of like plumping and tightening. Your skin looks great. Oh, thank you. Because I worked out this morning and did not shower.
0: Uh, well, it it works for you. Also, like no dark circles under your eyes.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe just... it's that tart Marajuca C eye treatment. Cause look, I have been slathering it on it look, your skin. You look great, you but look not too much. Cause and... you don't want to put too much eye cream on yeah,
0: fair. What's your last thing on this my list? last
1: thing was not gifted. It was purchased at target. It is the native lavender and rose body wash. Now native is a sponsor of this podcast, but mostly for their deodorant.
0: Mm -hmm. I've never tried it. They have not asked us to
1: mention their body wash. Um, But I was looking for, I was out of body wash and I usually go for something unscented, but Target was out of anything like remotely natural that was unscented. (laughs) So I was like, well, I'll give this a sniff. So I... (laughs) I, I sniffed the the lavender and rose, and I was like, actually, the sound, the smells the smells really nice. Like it's not an overpowering lavender smell. Um, and I am really liking it. And I also noticed, like, it smells really nice going on. Then I also noticed that my bathroom kind of smells like a spa, oh, like I all day. Feeling. It's
0: lavender and rose. Yes, is the rose. The rose smell is really
1: very, very faint. It's not too overpowering. No, because I I don't like overpowering rose either. Um, so I've really, I've been a big fan of this and it's like seven ninety nine. 99
0: and you got it at Target.
1: I got it at Target, but also I just, I also want to say that you can get 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com. If you use promo code forever 35
0: at checkout, maybe I'll go buy some there. So you can buy some there for a dollar 60 off. Cause I'm just a soap person. I don't even use a body wash. Oh, I love body wash. I'm just a dove soap bar.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm.
0: That's strange, right? Yeah. Any sort of bar of soap will do, but we just tend to always buy Dove.
1: I mean, that is more environmentally friendly. Is it though? I think so
0: because it's not coming in a big plastic yeah, jug. Yeah, it's not coming
1: in a big plastic jug. But mm-hmm. um, I do, I do love, I love, I'm sorry, everyone, I love
0: a shower gel. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> still got it uh, still got it we need needed to take a break we do and when we
1: come back we are going to be talking to caroline moss host of the new forever 35 network podcast G thanks just bought it which hopefully you all listen to the first couple episodes of by now literally
0: about prods yeah be right back you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. our listeners will get an additional fifteen percent off an annual membership at masterclass dot com slash f thirty five. Get fifteen percent off right now at masterclass dot com slash f thirty five. That's masterclass dot com slash f thirty five.
1: Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is, and I feel like also with summer, just come more Our guest today is Caroline Moss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Caroline, to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you here. We're just going to read your bio and then we'll <laughs> get into it. Great. Caroline Moss is the co-author of Hey, Ladies, hailed as the funniest book of 2018, and the author of the ongoing Work It Girl Kids series. She has written for the New York Times Cosmo. New York magazine and more and has produced video and written content for BuzzFeed, NBC, and Business Insider. The G Thanks Just Bought It podcast is a spin-off of her hashtag wirecaro recommendation thread on Twitter. Follow her there at Caroline Moss and tell her what she should try or buy next.
0: Hello, Caroline.
1: It's me. Hi.
2: <laughs> I'm very <laughs> I'm
1: it's very you. excited to be here. <laughs> so listeners of this show hopefully listened to the first at least the first episode of G. thanks just bought it which we put on our feed last
0: week with hey. allison roman yep. which i immediately when we were listening to it before it went live I, like i was frantically like i gotta buy this fucking spatula
1: did you buy this yeah fucking spatula? i'm going to okay, yes good. thank god um if you haven't listened yet, listen, subscribe to G Thanks Just Bought It. It is such a fun, great new podcast. And we're so thrilled that it is the first Forever 35 adjacent, adjacent podcast. Well, I mean, not even adjacent.
2: Like, we're part of our it. family. Yeah, family. The first Forever part 35 of the family. family podcast.
0: And you had this idea based on something you were doing on Twitter, correct? Like you have been talking about products that you love evangelizing, if you will, yeah while
2: yeah yeah and i honestly like the like after like three days of it dory and i were texting and i was like i want a podcast well i Um, said to caroline like have you thought about doing like a youtube channel yeah like
1: unboxing yeah (laughs) and she was like
2: um well i just don't think i'm as appealing as like children who unbox toys like i I don't know know if anyone wants to watch like a 32 year old woman like you're very take appealing. something off. Thank work. you so much. Um, um, yeah. So then we just started talking about podcasts.
0: Mm-hmm. Here are. And here we are.
2: It's been very it's been very fun. I, I really am enjoying using Twitter in this way because um, I like I cannot watch the news anymore. And uh, I just I like I feel like we're still in the 2016 election. So I'm not ready to accept that we're almost in the 2020 election. And so being in this like little hole with like, here's this like seven dollar thing that makes me happy. Like, what's a seven dollar thing that made you happy? It, It is like bringing me a lot of joy right now. Were products something that you had always been into that your friends...
1: Like, were you the friend that people were like, I need to buy a new office chair. I'll ask Caroline. Like, was that your role in your friend
2: group? Probably not the for the office chair. Okay. But <laughs> I think for like... But I think for a lot of stuff, yes. Because I think I, um, I'm like more likely to take chances on things that I've like either never heard of or like don't totally know anything about the company or you know what I mean like I'm definitely mm-hmm. the first to be like hey it's been like marketed to me on Instagram three times I will buy it um and that's not to say I'm frivolous I think it's just I like sort of experimenting and like seeing what kind of stuff I can bring into my world that will make it easier and I'm definitely envious of certain people who are like I only buy stuff from like here here and here and it's this brand, this brand, and this brand. And like, or I have to do a million hours of research and like see what the reviews say. I'm very much the opposite. I'm like, that looks cool. It looks like I'd like it. Like, I'm going to try it. Um, and so I think for my friends, I'm definitely, it's like, it's easier for them to be like, wait, can you buy it first? And just like, tell us how it is. <laughs> and I usually oblige, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I have to make a return or two. But uh, yeah, I think I, cause I'm definitely the easiest uh, to Convince to buy something. So I think my friends definitely take advantage
0: of that. How do you uh, live as a sustainable consumer? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you how do you handle navigating the world of Instagram ads that are constantly bombarding us? You know, and we're, I think a lot of us are trying to be more conscious about what we buy. How do you kind of uh, live that life? Um,
2: yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I Think about a lot, and it's definitely something I think about a lot. If I order something and it and it's like a small thing that comes in like a big box, it makes me feel kind of gross. Um, and the thing about Instagram stuff is that it's very obvious, like I think if you pay attention, it's very obvious what is a scam um, and what is just being fed to you or like, what is like a very cheap thing that is being marketed under, for example, there was a a hair straightener that keeps getting marketed to me under like six or seven different names, but it is, uh, yeah, it's like six or seven different names. And you know, one day it's like the, the star straightener. And one day it's like the, like the hyperlux straightener and it's always the same ad and I'm paying attention. And also when I see something on Instagram that I think is interesting, I screenshot it. And so I can go back to it later. And I am definitely very um, careful about trying to find things to buy that seem to be like from startups or like from small businesses or companies that are truly using Instagram to advertise, versus like you know this mass push of like thing yeah. and being like, well, what if we give it to you as this name? Well, what if it's this name? And what if it's this name? And that won't work on me. And I think that that is what I I try to be smart, um, when it comes to what I am buying and from where, uh, but on the other hand, I use Amazon a lot and I know that that's horrible. So it's, I don't know. I try to like balance it out. On
1: gthanks just bought it. You are recommending things like you're not talking about things that you didn't like. So since you're mm-hmm. on our show, let's talk
2: about some of your biggest fails that you've bought. So the stuff that I bought that I don't like. Yes, I I got to start with the instant pot, um, which <laughs> which um, which if you listen to the first episode with Allison, we do get into a little bit at the end. Um, my issue with the instant pot is that. I felt like it was marketed. And also the Instant Pot was really big, like two winters ago. I felt like everyone was buying one. It's like you might have never stepped into a kitchen in your life, but you're like, I got to have it. And like, that was me. I'm not a cook. I don't really like cooking. It stresses me out a little bit. Um, And I also live in New York City where counter space is limited and cabinet space is limited. And all of a sudden in my house is this eight quart, you know, massive pot that the marketing that worked on me about the Instant Pot was like, I kind of thought of it as like, you know, th- like throw like a raw steak and like a stick of butter and like one raw potato into this thing. And like four hours later is like this beautifully plated dinner. Um, and so I was very excited to, to have this thing that was magically doing all of the work for me. And I very quickly realized like there's still a lot of work involved in an Instant Pot. It's just it's just a faster way to cook some food that takes a lot uh, longer to cook. Um, and so it took up a lot of space. It didn't encourage me to be any more adventurous in the kitchen. It didn't really teach me anything about, um, cooking or like food preparation. And it just sort of sat there and I felt a little duped by it, but also it was a real, know thyself moment, you know, it's like no product is going to turn you into someone that you're not. Um, and I sold it on
0: Craigslist.
1: <laughs> so Caroline, I have to admit, I'm, I'm kind of with you on the instant.
0: Oh, that. my goodness. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, yes. And part of the reason is one of the things that you mentioned, which is like, I, I do feel like it was kind of billed as this like huge time saver, but you have right. to release the pressure, which adds and and it has to like warm up. So mm-hmm. between those two things, I feel like you're it was it was even though you're technically only quote-unquote cooking sometimes for like 10 minutes, it would end up being this like 40 minute. Yeah. Thing, I do agree with you there. Which is Yeah.
0: Amazing. It felt a little That's I thought it
1: was going to cook food in like yes. 10 minutes yes. and then it was yes. closer See, to that. So there was that. And then the other thing is I feel like
2: everything I cooked in there didn't come out good like no because it takes time to like build flavor and like actually become food like i tried
1: when i when i still ate meat i i remember i would i cooked i tried to cook like a roast in the instant pot and i just thought it didn't it didn't taste good um Mm -hmm. it it, yeah i was very disappointed and i think if you're gonna use it because like i guess you can use it as a slow cooker but i feel like if you're going to use it as a slow cooker, you might as well just get a slow cooker because those right. work better as slow cookers than the
2: Instant Pot. So I'm right. with you on that. Thank you so much. You're I appreciate so that welcome. because it made me feel kind of crazy because it's definitely one of those things I also put in kind of when I started doing the wire caro thread. I was like, here's the thing. I don't recommend the Instant Pot. And like a lot of people were mad at me about it. Um, and it was mostly it's a personal pref- preference, which is what all of these recommendations are. It's like stuff that I bought and I liked enough to tell people about it. Um, and if you're already a cook and you kind of know your way around the kitchen, it might be a helpful tool. Also, if I lived in like a massive, you know, Nancy Myers like kitchen and had room for every appliance, I would own a lot of stuff that I don't, that I would only use like once a month. You know what I mean? Like if I had room for everything, I'd buy everything. Um, but it was something I just like wasn't turning to that often. And I actually found it really hard with meat because it would be like, well, first you have to sear the meat um in like a different pot on yes. your stove. It's like I'm making yes. more dishes for yes. myself. I don't want to do that. Yes. just I want to put it in the pot and then be done with it. I want it to be the instant pot that I was promised. I am so with you on this. Clearly, I have a lot of anger (laughs) (laughs) that uh, that I have not worked out yet. uh, Um, But yeah, that was definitely one of my bigger fails. Um, What was something else that I thought that I was like, this sucks? Uh, It took me a long time. I never tweeted about it, but it took me a long time to find a shoe rack that didn't fall apart under the weight um, of shoes, which sounds crazy because it's a thing that. Ostensibly exists for one reason And um, it took me three tries To get a shoe rack That actually like worked
0: Where did you get Um, yours?
2: I got it at Bed Bath & Beyond And the trick was that I had been buying First I bought like a wooden Like a wooden one That had like planks Kind of Mm -hmm. um, And that didn't work One of them broke Like almost immediately Just kind of like uh, puckered in the center and like split. The next one I had was this fabric one and it was plastic. And so you built up the shelves, like they were little pipes that you kind of like pushed together and then the fabric. And then that one, like would just topple over. There was nothing weighing it down on the bottom. And it, by the second time I had to like throw out a shoe rack, I was so pissed. Like, it's a shoe rack. You made it to do one thing. Like, I hate saying you had one job, but you literally had one job. Why am I on my third shoe rack? And I ended up with a really heavy duty, like metal situation that was marketed. Um, Bed Bath & Beyond had it. I'll try to find a link. But it was marketed on a website. I like started doing research because I was like, clearly my just, you know, buy whatever shows up isn't working for me. And I I took it from a um, like a fashion designer's Kind of question and answer forum where they were like trying to find all of these things that they could um, put together and then t- the break down for different sets. And this was the shoe rack that they recommended, and I've had it for like three years, and it has not failed me yet. Um, we, and we so, to link to that. I will definitely give you the link. It after you've spent like twenty five to thirty five dollars on t- two different shoe racks that have lasted you like three weeks each, you, it's it's definitely a feeling. Like it goes on my therapy list of things to talk about. Um, so that was a big one. And that sort of, I tried to use that as a, um, like a guide and a guiding, like a teachable moment for myself that like maybe doing a little bit more research before just making a purchase is for my benefit. Mm. Um, so I, I think also, but I also think that like, when it comes to reviews online, I am a staunch believer that you either leave a review when you love something or you more likely leave a review when you hate something. And if something just works for you and it's fine, you never leave a review. So I always want to talk to people. I want to talk to people like that I know um, in real life and get their take on it because it's like going to a Yelp review for a restaurant. People only leave reviews when they're like heated, you know, when something goes wrong. It's and like- I don't think it's... There were 16 of us at this right. restaurant for my wife's birthday.
0: Yeah. And the <laughs> right. appetizers didn't come out quickly. Yeah. Yes.
2: I right. Know those and it's crazy that they couldn't take 16 credit cards. Yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> exactly. Just split the bill. Um, And one of us had cash and it's like, he didn't know what he was doing. And it's like, right. I'm like, I think a little bit of this is your fault. Yeah. Um, so I, t- I take, you know, reviews online with a grain of salt. I don't know these people. I don't know what they're looking for. I don't know where their standards are. And so I felt like sort of crowd sharing this kind of stuff with friends has made it a lot more fun and also a lot easier to find really good stuff.
0: You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning, Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you.
1: Can we switch gears a little bit and talk about
2: your favorite self-care products? Mm. Yes, we can. I would love to know what they are. Well, I like good jeans and i liked good jeans without reading reviews um and i still like good jeans okay and i I think it works and i think it better work for as much money as it costs um i feel like when i wake and i put it on at night and then i wake up in the morning i feel like i look younger (laughs) i feel like i look like fresher Mm -hmm. do either of you use it i
1: i do use it occasionally i mean i said on our mini mini excuse me, I said on our mini, mini, mini episode about the <laughs> yeah. scandal, I said that I wasn't, that I was going to finish my current bottle and not buy it again because I just felt icky about it. Um, yep. but, but, I do, I, but I have used it.
0: And I do think some listeners made the point of like everybody's reviews yeah. are BS. Like, if it works for you, keep, well, that's keep what at I, it.
2: Yeah, that's why I feel like if, if I, isn't that the whole point is to, to find something that works for you and not And not even like the review, the review, the thing about uh, fun, the funny thing to me about skincare reviews is like everyone's skin is so different. And I've heard from people who use good jeans and they're like, this does nothing for me where like, obviously something that they use that works for them wouldn't work for me or whatever. But I don't know that I would stop using it because of the scandal. I think the scandal sucks. And I think it sucks because I think their products are really good. And I think they could have done well on their own without trying to like buy into the system. Um, but I like it so much. I don't know if I should stop. Um, that being said, I don't use it like every day. So i I do try to make it last a lot longer. I don't think you're supposed um, to use it every day. I think it's it's like bad for you to use it every day. Oh good. Okay. Yeah. Um well then <laughs> then I'm doing it right. Great. <laughs> uh I love um there is uh the Trader Joe's moisturizer in the tub. Um is so good. It's like a weightless, um, like a watery moisturizer. It's like six dollars. Oh, the go- face moisturizer? Yeah, yes, it's not. I, ha- the, I know it. I have it. You know it. It's oh, like yeah. It's it's not rose scented, and it's not the pump. Um, it's just the tub of moisturizer. I go through like one of those a month. I just and because it's so cheap, I just like slather it on it's my the face. Ultra hydrating yes. gel moisturizer. And it, it's so nice. It's so good. Um, and then the other thing that I have gotten into. Uh, so I recently cut my hair and dyed it blonde so I went from having uh, being a natural brunette with, and I would just buy whatever shampoo and conditioner were on sale um, and not spending that much money to having to have a routine um, and an expensive one and I started using Olaplex mm. on my hair and I will not go back that is that stuff is like hair drugs it is so have either of you used it no no it is, but you know, but do you know about it?
0: Yes. And I, it's, it's a pricey, right? Like it definitely is a fancier hair purchase. Is that correct?
2: Yes. I mean, yes, definitely. And it's one of those things where before you go and get your hair, and this was one of the things that I had to sit down when I decided I wanted to do this to my hair was like, you know, it is not just paying to get your hair done. You also have to pay for the upkeep of it and you have to pay for the products that, that will, keep it looking this good or else you've wasted a lot of money. And so I bought the Olaplex and it's like a five or six step. There's three, four, five, six, and now seven. Um, and I usually use like four and five of the shampoo and the conditioner. And then six is this like magical leave-in product that makes your hair not look dry or frizzy. And I will put that in my hair after I shower. I'll run my fingers through it. And then I put one of those... Um, like microfiber towels and wrap my hair and 30 minutes later my hair looks so close to how I want it to look after working on it for like 45 minutes and I just like run a blow dryer through it and it's over and it has been like the best self-care for me because I have this naturally like kind of wild um, curly hair that never really looked professional. Uh, And so when I'd have to go to work, it would be like a process of blowing it out and curling it. And one of the reasons that I cut it short was I was so sick of having to do it every day. And then what I realized very quickly was I made more work for myself Mm -hmm. um, by cutting it and dyeing it. And Olaplex has like cut all of that stuff in half. Um, So that has changed up my... My hair care self-care routine a lot. Are you guys morning showers or nighttime showers? I am a diehard morning shower I'm
0: a bother.
2: You'll like you'll shower at night and in the morning on the same twelve hour spectrum oh, or you'll God. just do whatever. No, like of- over I would okay. say
0: between like seventy two hours. That's kind of my shower. There's at least like two to three days between showers for me now, unless I've mm-hmm. sweat really intensely. Uh, mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter to me what time of day it, it is.
2: Okay. I was doing it um, in the morning and it was taking too long. So I switched to night, but I just never really felt super awake in the morning. And now that I have this like whole process down to a science, I can go back to to washing my hair and showering in the morning and then not having to wake up like hours before I actually have to be anywhere so it's been very great Olaplex now I want it I know I want it too you should try it's So Sephora has it on sale right now. Um, They're doing like a holiday bundle and they have the three. So three is the leave in that you do like once a week. And I just like sleep with it in my hair with a shower cap on once a week. And then four or five conditioner, uh, shampoo and conditioner. And then six is the, the leave in thing after, that you do when your hair is wet. And I think it's like 50. I'll check it. Um, You basically save like thirty dollars. But you get the whole set. Um, And it also lasts a very long time. You know how like um, cheaper shampoos you need to put a lot in your hair? yeah? Because like Mm -hmm. it's just – this is like so concentrated that – oh, yeah. So, okay. So, the Olaplex Holiday Hair Fix set is is four bottles, um, three, four, five, and six for $58. And it's an $84 value. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it has like a lot – I mean, again – Everyone should always take reviews with a grain of salt, but it does have a lot of good reviews. And I thought it did wonders on my hair. And I think a lot of people who color treat their hair swear by it.
0: Can I ask you about self care during quote unquote wedding season? Sure. I feel like you're kind of an expert on dealing with <laughs> <laughs> attending weddings, being uh-huh. in weddings. You know, I mean, also getting married is very stressful, but I think being a participant in somebody else's wedding experience, especially when it comes to the cost of attending Mm -hmm. so many weddings. Um, Mm -hmm. This is, we get a lot of messages and emails about kind of how to navigate these situations. And I'm wondering as a person who has even written about weddings, it's featured so heavily in Hey Ladies. how, How do you kind of maintain self care also in terms of financial spending and saving when it comes to this cultural phenomenon of, of weddings
2: yeah, I mean, I look. The truth of the matter is that when my financial situation changed as I got older, it was a lot easier for me to sh- to show up financially for f- friends who were getting married. Um, when I was a little bit younger and not making any money, and and you know, bachelorette parties would come up, and I remember there was one year there was like a whole bachelorette weekend that was for a friend of mine, and she's three years older than me. And all of her friends are three years older than me. And so they were three years ahead of me career wise, which when you're 23, can mean 1000s and 1000s of dollars, like they just made more than I did. Um, and, and it was very much like, if I didn't do this, I was a bad friend. And it sucked. Mm. And, and you know, that that guilt trip sucked. And wouldn't it be great if we were all self-actualized enough to be like, I understand that some people can't afford things and that does not mean that they don't love me. Um, But unfortunately, that is not what this uh, industry is all about. So I went and it stressed me out. And so I have a ton of sympathy for people who really feel like, I guess I'm just going to have to use my credit card or I guess I'm just going to have to go into debt to avoid maybe for them, the more horrible feeling of feeling like you've let someone down or that you are a bad friend or that you don't love someone enough. Um And so I don't like I would love to give the advice of like, if you can't afford it, like don't go. But I know that that's not totally realistic. Um I think that there are when everyone starts getting married in your life, it it kind of forces you to, to start prioritizing people um, and your friendships in a way that maybe you didn't do before because it sort of feels like you're quantifying. Um, but there are friends who, and there are a lot of friends who like, I would never, you know, miss something. I, I basically like, you kind of just have to know, what I found is helpful is that you, you have to know your friends and you have to know what's important to them. And I've had friends in my life who, had bachelorette parties, but really didn't care, you know, wasn't that super important to them. And you're allowed to have that conversation with someone, you know, you can say like, look, money's really tight, or I feel like I can't afford this, but I would love to take you out for dinner, or I'd love to take you out for drinks. And depending on who this friend is, that might be a very easy conversation to have. Unfortunately, the other side of it is that, you know, the word bridezilla, like exists for a reason. And, It's because people do get very, very demanding, you know, around this time in their lives. And I think it's like keeping a safe distance is always best. Um, Sort of knowing who you're dealing with is always best. But the best piece of self-care advice I can give is to not hesitate to say no. Like if you get an invitation in the mail like crunch the numbers when you get the invitation and make your decision and then stick with your decision because there's nothing worse than, you know, you got the invitation seven or eight weeks ago and you've been avoiding it. And now with a week and a half left to go, you have to make up some excuse as to why you can't go like that sucks. You know, that sucks on your end, and it sucks for the person. But if you get an invitation, and you can't afford it, then like tell them right away. Um, I hope that that's helpful. And I, I feel like that's advice that no one gave me when I was younger, like that you can just say no to things, but you have to do it in a polite and timely manner. Um, and I think it would have saved me a lot of stressful and sleepless nights.
1: What about kind of on the other side of things? Do you have self care suggestions for someone who is getting married themselves?
2: do not ask for anyone's opinion because they're going to give it to you anyway. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) I felt like it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks it. You're also not going to remember that much about your wedding day. Anyway. Um, I think you have to keep things in perspective. It was really difficult for me. I have been at war with my body forever, like everyone else and getting engaged. Um, was really difficult because the internet just started throwing like weight loss programs at me and people started asking like are you gonna like are you gonna like do a workout thing are you gonna do like hashtag sweating for the wedding and I was so grossed out by that that I think I went in the opposite direction and I like gained 20 pounds before I got married and I wrote about this um I didn't mean to do it I I think it was more like I'm going to eat 12 cheeseburgers because I can. And like, no one is going to tell me that I can't. Um, I think I could have calmed it down a little bit. But uh, like for me, self-care during wedding planning for myself was like really staying true to who I was and and trying not to think that this one day, because it is only one day, was going to be any different or any like I wasn't going to wake up on my wedding day a brand new person and I wasn't going to go to bed on my wedding night a brand new person like it was just going to be me in the dress that I chose with the person that I chose to spend the rest of my life with and and with, are surrounded by the people that I wanted there. And other than that, I think you just kind of have to keep reminding yourself of that because there's so much pressure to change every single thing about yourself before you get married when getting married should really be a celebration of like finding someone that you can tolerate for a lifetime and who can tolerate you for a lifetime. And And I think that people really forget that. There's nothing worse to me than talking to somebody who's getting married and hearing the stress in their voice about their diet or their workout plan or how much everyone is stressing them out about it or how the weather is stressing them out. Like, it makes me very sad. You only get this one day, you know, and I think reminding yourself that it will come and go faster than you could even imagine was the thing that kept me sane through it. I just thought about the day after my wedding and was like, my life shouldn't go back to normal. Um, and knowing that I wasn't going to wake up the next day like a brand new soul uh, kept me sane. And from the people that I've talked to, from the women that I've talked to anyway, who have also been married, who got married recently, they've said the same thing. It's like, you just have to almost focus on the day after your wedding.
0: I've never heard of sw- hashtag sweating for the wedding.
2: I don't suggest you look it up. Oh, <laughs> it's like, shit. It's just, it's just workout plan. It's awful. It's like so bad. And I mean, the whole thing was the whole thing about, you know, the your body and your wedding. It's so sad. And I really was on a mission to really not like I couldn't be a brain in a jar for my wedding. It's unfortunate, but it wasn't going to work out and my body wasn't going to change that much. So I really had to keep things in perspective, but being somebody who is not a size six um, and going to try on dresses was like horrible because it was like, Oh, we don't have anything in your size. I'm like, I'm a size 12. Like, and the average woman is a size 14 or 16 and why don't you have anything in my size? And that's the kind of stuff that really stresses women out. And, and it keeps this whole industry of like, you're engaged time to like starve yourself alive is because nothing is created for anyone outside of like a, like a Pinterest ideal.
0: Yes. Oh, that makes me very frustrated. Sorry, it's a little deep and dark. No, I, I really appreciate that. Because uh, I, I do think culturally, there is this the weight loss around marriage and there's so much pressure and money spent on weddings, which if that's available for you in in terms of financial spending, great. But it also, I mean, I think the, like you were saying, the Pinterest ideal and the culture of us visually experiencing everyone else's lives, just the fact that there's a hashtag for wedding weight loss is really unsettling to me.
2: Yeah, it's gross. And also just like, I don't know. And the thing about everyone having their opinion is like, everyone really does have their opinion. And I've had the most fun. And I've been to so many different kinds of weddings, like weddings who that have prioritized food above all else or dancing above all else or intimate weddings with only 25 people or like huge weddings with 400 people. And the thing that makes a wedding fun is that the couple actually looks like they want to be there and they want to be with each other. And that that sets the tone. It's not like it has nothing to do with anything else. Um, And I know that everybody says that, but it's really true. If you think back to the weddings that you've been to and enjoyed, the thing that they probably all have in common is that you actually believe that these two people are good for each other um, and you're excited for them to be getting married. It's not because they had like the pasta bar, though that's a nice plus, but it's not, you know, I'd prefer a couple that I actually thought was gonna really go, go the distance than, multiple types of pasta
0: i mean imagine a couple that's having fun and a pasta and i know <laughs>
2: right but like that is that is a rarity that you know what is I mean? a you, you really never get that you never get that but yeah that's my advice is just like don't let yourself go crazy because it's real even the chillest the bride chilla's the the what? most laid back bride the mo- yeah, chilla is a word you Yes, the bride chillas, the the, the the breezy brides.
0: Well, also everyone, the, the language is so gendered too, right? Like, oh yeah, no... men
2: don't have to deal with any of this.
0: Oh, bride chilla. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. that's the I never need to hear another word again
2: (laughs) did you know about bride
1: Chilla's story I did because I follow hey ladies on Instagram which I highly recommend
2: for everyone Kate Kate, you don't have to do it though I think it's going to stress you out
0: it might and I mean no disrespect but yeah bride chilla okay the bride
2: com is the um Wedding website dedicated to quote unquote, helping you ditch wedding stress and plan the wedding you want. And it's supposed to be, it is just a really, the thing is, is I actually really believe in the, in the vision, like in the, in the mission, which is like, forget what you think you're supposed to do for your wedding and you should do exactly what you want for your wedding. Um, And, but unfortunately it putting the word bride chill on it makes it sound horrible.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a word I never needed to know, but now I do. Exactly.
2: Uh, Truly.
1: Caroline, it has been such a pleasure getting to chat with you. I feel like I've yeah. really
0: learned a lot from you today. I know, same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me and thank you for uh, producing G Things Just Bought It. I really appreciate both of these things. Um, well, we appreciate you. Where can people find you? I would say on Twitter, uh, Caroline Moss, at Caroline Moss, or on on instagram it's at caroline no like the beach Boys song so it's caroline n-o-o okay and everyone, someone thought it was because my last name was new but it, that's not my last name so it's just a, an elongated no um
1: and everyone please subscribe to G. Thanks, just bought it you will not regret it it's wonderful great rex great rex yay yeah. thanks caroline thank you guys <laughs> So, Kate, once yes. you finish buying all the prods that Caroline
0: recommends. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I listened to the first episode back when we were in like the planning stage of this and then immediately was frantically Googling <laughs> I know. for that product. I
1: know. She's the best. Um, what, what are you,
0: you going to get up to? Okay, well, let's just first of all establish that the 5 a.m. lifestyle yeah. is kind of working out for me you are living that 5am life. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes it's a 6am 6, 6 life. Okay. Sometimes it's a 545. Sometimes sure. it's even a 615. But the, okay. er, the early morning and getting up with intention, not just sitting in bed staring at my phone, I read a poem, I light a candle, I meditate maybe and then I just dig into whatever task I have. Mm. What time does your family get up? It really depends, but they're kind of between 6.45 and 7. Okay. So you have usually have at least like an hour. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. So that is going great. And so this week, I'm just going to kind of try to stay on top of my email mm-hmm. and practice what I learned and just try to really implement it and keep keep going at it. Great. Keep going at it. Is that a yeah, proper way? Yeah, that of- sounds great. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. How about you? Well, I said I was going to do yoga at least
1: once. I did not do yoga. That's fine yeah it is what it is
0: it is moving on i would like
1: to still do it um and i and i would like to kind of figure out a way to do it at home but that might not be able to happen um my intention this week and we are recording this Mm pre-thanksgiving and my whole family is coming into town for thanksgiving and so my intention is to kind of this and i feel like this sort of dovetails with with what i was talking about in the beginning of the Mm -hmm. show that I, I want to, my intention is to try not to feel like I need to keep everyone happy over Thanksgiving. Like I don't have to be the one to be checking in on people all the time no. and making the plans and like doing all the things. You don't need to be the
0: project manager I of everybody's feelings no, and opinions.
1: That's exactly, that's exactly it. Um, You know, my husband, my family, like... I just, you know, I, I don't. People can work things out among themselves.
0: Yes, I mean, you are kind of hosting, so I feel like yes. there, you Sometimes when you are the host of the event, it, you yes. take, you assume that yes position.
1: But I want to try not to be too
0: obsessive about it.
1: So that's my intention. Wow.
0: Well, Dory, I am grateful for you.
1: Oh, thank you, Kate. I'm grateful for you too.
0: To listeners, I'm grateful for Sammy. Sammy, grateful for you and your. Emergence into the product scene with a little bit of sunscreen. <laughs> listeners. So grateful for you. Yeah. So grateful. Mm. Um, and <laughs> listeners, you
1: can uh, leave us a voicemail. 781 390 And our email is
0: forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast.
1: And if you like the show, we would greatly appreciate a rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts. uh, We also appreciate it if you tell a friend about us and we really appreciate it if you mention us on social media.
0: And you can always find whatever we mention on the show. All those new Dory product faves are going to be on our website forever35podcast.com and you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And Forever
1: 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dory Jafriar and Kate Spencer and produced and edited
0: by Sammy Unia. Bye,
1: everyone.